Hello and welcome to the Blue Collar Sportsman Podcast. Um, <clears throat> on today's episode, um, we're going to tell a deer story. Uh, deer has been harvested for the Heartbeat Outdoors team. Um, probably going to go over, you know, just some encounters we've had this year. Um, also, maybe give a season prediction of how we think the rest of the season is going to go. Probably BS for a little bit and uh, go from there. So, I'm going to introduce our... We're going to have kind of a panel tonight. There's going to be three of us. Um, one of them has already been on here. Um, probably talked to most on this podcast more than I have. Um, Mr. Brian Boyd, my cousin. He is in the studio tonight. What up, Brian? What up? <clears throat> also, we have a brand new guest. Um, this guy is, uh, you could say he's like family. Um, known him... How old are you? 23? 23. Known him 23 years um, since the day he was born because he's my little brother, um, Grady Johns. What's going on? <clears throat> so, how you guys doing? How's everybody, everybody hanging? How's your guys' lives? How's your jobs? Jay chilling. Jay chilling. We're <clears throat> <laughs> doing all right, I guess. Because mine is not going so great. I just got put on 12s. So. I'm on the casual 8s. Yeah. 8 and skate. 8 and skate. Thank yeah. hours. I just got put on 12s. So I. Um, R.I.P. Gonna be missing a lot of uh, a lot of hunting action when I, that I used to be able to do when I'd come home from work and stuff. So. But let's go ahead and dive right into this past weekend. Um, this past weekend, we, the Heartbeat Outdoors team, well, myself, um, took out a very special guest. We took out um, Shep in the Wild. <clears throat> Check him out on Instagram. It's at Shep in the Wild, S-H-E-P-I-N-T-H-E. W-I-L-D, and uh, check him out. Um, we took him out this weekend. He's a veteran. He's an Iraq War veteran. Um, first time ever hunting, first time ever in a tree. Um, got to, I'll, actually, I'm not going to get too much into his hunt because we are going to have him on another podcast to talk about what happened on his hunt and different things like that. So, <clears throat> we're going to fast forward a little bit to um, this past Sunday, um, Grady went down with Shep and I, and um, we uh, put a deer in the back of the Saturn. (laughs) So uh, I'm going to let Grady go ahead and kind of take over from here and uh, tell us a story from this past weekend, starting from... When we first met up, all the way until we got her home and all that jazz. Yeah, well, this was the going to be the first time that I actually got out into the stand this season. I just had a baby; she just turned one, so the uh, hunting times got cut back a little bit. So, which isn't a bad thing. I'd rather I'd spend some time with the kid than go out in the stand, but. I still want to get out there, enjoy the wild, 
enjoy all the all the uh, excitement of deer season. Try to fill some uh, put some meat in the freezer. And uh, so it's Sunday. I live about a half hour, forty-five minutes or so from Zach. So we end up meeting up at Flying J, heading down there to the old Saturn. <laughs> Loaded, Saturn SL2. Loaded down our plan from the get-go is strap a, if we did shoot one, strap a deer to the hood or to the front of the car to get it back. There was just one flaw in that plan. <laughs> did you guys not have any straps? We have no straps. <laughs> no straps. <laughs> We're going to strap a deer down to the car. We well, no we did, but... We're going to have to take some tree stands down to get to them. Yeah, that, we'll tell that later in the story. <clears throat> well... We get down there, about a, it's about an hour and a half, hour 45 minute drive, just depending on the traffic and construction. So we get uh, all dressed up and head out to the woods, halfway out to the stand. Zach forgot to grab the air, his, him and Shep's arrows, so he had to turn them back around. No, 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 you skipped a vital part. What happened when we got out of the car, we're getting ready to walk down, what'd you say to me? remember you said hey do you have an extra carabiner oh yeah to strap myself to the tree and uh mine i took off my (coughs) harness to put on to my dog's chain for him to run outside didn't think about it went out get ready and put my harness on and i feel a little light in the back i grab my strap no carabiner so i asked zach said you happen to have a carabiner in your car uh, no, I got, Shep's like, I got this one, but it's only rated for 100 pounds. <laughs> well, I'm a, about 195, 200, so that wasn't going to help. So I'm looking back there, I was like, oh, what about this lock? There's a big master lock. It was a heavy-duty one, I guess. You'd say. <coughs> I said, this is going to have to work. So I took that out, strapped myself to the tree. Luckily, I had the key to it on my key ring. Yeah, strapped myself to the tree with that, and... Tied a couple knots inside my strap too, just to make sure if that did give, I'd have something a little more support there. But we get there, we get in a stand up. Probably about an, probably about an hour. An hour early. I'm that's a little early for me. I like to get in there about 20 minutes, half hour before like I sit in there for an hour. But you also didn't have an extra person. Yes. Debate whether I need to take a nap if I need to <laughs> climb down go. Back to the car, take a nap. We got some kind of time here. It's only five minute walk to the stand. So I'm just sitting there enjoying the, everything, starting to wake up. So enjoying all the sounds. You know, it said shooting light was 7:05, which there is no way I was shooting at 7:05. Absolutely it's, it's not. It's still too dark. So it's about, I'd say shooting light was probably 5:15, 5:20. So I'm sitting there, starting to get light. You know. Check the time, it was about 7.30 or so. Just looking around and in the stand I'm set up in, there's a big thicket to the right of the stand where most, almost 90% of the time the deer come out of and come in down this old dried up creek bank and up is pretty steep. So I'm just watching that thicket, trying to see, not see, see if I see anything moving. I didn't see anything. So I turn back around. I might have grabbed my phone out and was doing something on it. Put it back in my pocket. You were on your phone in the tree? 
looked up the hill, didn't see nothing. And I looked, I heard something. I looked back and I see a deer coming down that, down that old dried up creek bank. I just seen one. I, as soon as I see it coming down, I seen it was a butt buck. So I know, okay, mama's not far behind. So I grab my bow, just get ready. Uh, I shoot a thumb release, so it's already clipped on there. So I don't have to worry about clipping my release on. And I look farther to the right and uh, here comes that doe dropping down coming up. Mama came down, dropping down coming up. And instead of working in front of me to where the trail camera is and the corn is, <clears throat> they started working behind me. They came into about five yards from the base of the tree. And they're starting to work behind me. So as soon as they start facing away from me, walking away, I turned around the other side of the tree. So I'm waiting for her to start coming off the back side of the tree. And I see her walking and I draw back. And when you draw back, there's a cameraman standing in this tree. So there's there's three screwing steps going up the side of the tree to get up to the other stand. While I'm drawing back and I'm trying to get around the tree, waiting for her to come back, and I just look and I see that a screwing step there. I, I just I thought to myself and said, who would do something like this? This is a terrible spot. You ain't gonna be able to shoot behind you. <clears throat> so I'm getting maneuvered around it, make sure I can clear it, and. When I was doing that, that butt buck must have caught me, and he jumped, and so Mama jumped. She was only about 12 yards, I'd say, and then she jumped to about 20, 25. And so I peeked farther around the tree because she's farther behind me, <clears throat> and I looked down. And I said, "Okay, I should clear that screwing step." And as soon as I released, I I, <clears throat> I remember feeling that strength smack my arm, and that arrow. I just watched it going sideways in the air, just back and forth going sideways. And it hit her. I when the arrow hit, it was I mean right in the the the, the hindquarter. Right. If I would have shot three eight more inches to the right, I would have completely missed this deer to the back side of her. I would have completely missed her. So I seen the arrow hit, and I'm thinking, well, I hit that screw step. There's a, there's no way I would have hit there. So I throw my bow up, I'm cussing, I'm mad because of a terrible shot. <clears throat> and I happen to look at my bow and the freaking strings are blown off the can. So when I release that arrow, midway through the string, smack that screw and step, threw my arrow four foot to the right, three foot to the right, and hit that deer right in the, the butt. <clears throat> and uh, when it hit, I have a blue... It's a nocturnal. I shoot a Raven broadhead is 2.3 cutting diameter, expandable. And I seen that as soon as that knock hit her, by the time my eyes adjusted to it, it only looked like it penetrated three inches from what I could see. So I'm thinking either this deer is going to be wounded or it's not, it's going to survive because it didn't penetrate deep enough. So. I'm, I'm ticked off that the deer's running around with my arrow in it, taking off, runs towards Zach and Shep. <clears throat> so I'm frustrated. I mean, <clears throat> my bow's blown up. I just might have injured a doe. And uh, so all I was thinking is we're going to have a long day tracking. We're going to be here until I'm probably, probably going to have to drive down <clears throat> Monday after work <clears throat> and continue the tracking job is what I was thinking. I'm not gonna I'm gonna do everything I can to try to find her so about half hour I'd say 15 20 minutes later Zach and Shep climbed down 
and walked around and came to me. And Zach walks over and puts his thumb up because they can see that the blue nocturnal run to the woods, so they know I stuck her. And uh, they come over, thumbs up, like happy and everything. I'm just sitting there with a pissed off look on my face. Just shaking his shaking head, head, so mad. And I, I, when I, I, when I, after the arrow hit her, I debated whether throwing that bow out of the stand. To the closest tree, I was just going to drill it down to the, just <laughs> plow into the closest tree. I cooled down for a second, loaded the bow down, and I seen them walking back up, so I pulled it back up to show them, hey, look what happened. So when you get down there, you can look at it. String completely blown off the cams. Looks like my limbs cracked. So I'm not very happy. It's a $1,400 bow for, for, for a bare bow. I should have a carbon spider turbo. <clears throat> so we climbed down and we're sitting there talking. We're like, let's just go look at what the impact was and see what's there. <clears throat> and right away, within one bound, one, one where she jumped after the shot, there's blood sprayed everywhere. But I said, well, let's go back to the truck. I said, I've, I've hit a deer close to there before, but not that far back. And I hit a main artery. Deer went 40 yards and died. So I'm thinking, maybe I got lucky and hit that artery. She's spraying blood everywhere. Let's go back to the car. <clears throat> go back to the car, give it about an hour and a half. I said, let's just go push. Well, we, we phoned a friend. Yes. Brian hate him. <clears throat> and he gave us a little, he gave us a talk and told him he had something similar to the Bucky Kill last year happen. So we, uh, <clears throat> that gave us a little hope. So we, <clears throat> We uh, decided, I said, let's just go push in 50 yards or so and just see what the blood looks like. So we walk back down there, start pushing in on this, this doe, and the blood is great. I mean, <clears throat> I don't know if I've ever shot deer with this much blood pumping out of it. The it's pro it, This was probably the best bad, bad shot blood trail I have ever seen in my life. I mean, she... <clears throat> So we start pushing on this deer and we get a little farther and I mean the blood just pumping and pumping and pumping. I'm like, I'm thinking I might have got lucky and hit that main artery. So we keep pushing in, pushing in, and then we, she heads through that thicket. So we're bowing down, getting through this thicket and everything and then get across. And on the backside of this thicket, there's an old creek, an old creek there too. It has a little bit of water in it, not much. So we get up to that point and I mean the, for the deer to cross to the other side, it's like a 10 foot drop. To get to the other side, it's a, I mean, it's a leap. Like, I don't know, I wouldn't have been able to make the leap. And I, we got to that point and I can see blood spread on the other side, but I happened to look down into the creek and she must have jumped that, lost her balance and fell down in because there's blood all over down inside the uh, creek and walking up the, uh, walking up stream. So I said to Zach, it looks like she, went down here I'm a, I jumped down there and when I started jumping down my bow was blown up so I have the recurve with me Zach's recurve so I'm sitting there like Fred Bear I'm feeling like getting ready to maybe stick this deer if she's bedded up in this creek and Zach's like oh I see her right there I see her right there <clears throat> so I'm thinking she's bedded up and she's still alive I was like, cause where the shot placement was so I come peeking around there and she's just sitting there stiff as a board yeah. she's been dead since two minutes after I shot her probably she only went as a crow flies, probably 80 yards, but she made it probably about 100 as she was around. Round trip. Bl yeah. Blood trail, about 100 yards. And, yeah, I mean, that's what heavy arrow shooting it through that bone. Busted the bone up. 
blew through both sides. I actually penetrated the other side too, popped through the other side, then popped back out. And I mean, it just tore her up. Good thing I was shooting a big expandable broadhead. I know a lot of people have their their opinions opinions on expandables, but I think as long as you're shooting a rear deploying broadhead, <clears throat> yes, to, to the blades don't peel back like a banana from the front to the back. I think you have no problem. I mean, obviously you're going to lose some penetration, but if you hit the deer where you need to, you have no problem at least poking through both sides. Maybe not blowing all the way through, but poking through both sides, <clears throat> getting that blood pumping out. And oh, yeah. <clears throat> now I shoot a 65-pound bow, and it blew through both sides through the hip, through the hip bone. So I went through all the way, poked through both sides, I shoot a Axis infused arrow. <clears throat> I think it's eight point six or nine point six grain per inch or something like that. Something like that. So yeah, we uh, shepherd in a while got to experience that first time we've seen a, a a deer harvested. Any animal harvested right there. So it was as soon as I found her my mood completely changed because I was I mean like I said I was in a pissed off mood the whole time just down in the dumps I'm trying to you know we were when we <clears throat> we got back to the car we were talking about it and it was just kind of basically what I told him is it's either okay so let me back up so Shep and I were sitting in the the stand and I heard something and I just happened to look up and I seen the deer jump. Like Grady said, that button buck busted him. So the deer, he kind of got spooky. Mama jumped too. <coughs> and uh, so I'm watching. I happened to look up. Shep's grabbing for his bow. And I um, just, just happened to look up and catch that nocturnal flying through the woods and just smack that doe well the way it looked i mean she was quartering away but when she was running through the woods i realized that there was a lot of arrows sticking out of her like a like a lot so <clears throat> but i wasn't sure what to think i wanted to find grady and and um talk to him you know kind of go over some you know what we think, and it was, you know, I told him when we were at the car, you either hit her and she's dead, or you hit her and it's not fatal, and she'll be fine. She'll be back to, you know. Horning around during the rut. Yeah, horning around during the <laughs> rut. But we talked to, we phoned a uh, friend, Bryant Hatem, and uh, because we tried to get a hold of our dad, and... He was out of service, so his phone was turned off. But um, made a, you know, made a, a conscious decision. We were comfortable with pushing in after her, and uh, I mean, it was it was an awesome sight to see. Because when was the last time you killed a deer with your bow? I was in high school. You're 23 now, so you're probably junior, sophomore, junior. Sophomore, junior, yeah. <clears throat> was the last time you killed a deer with your bow? <clears throat> Don't get me wrong, I could have killed many a deer with my bow. Grady's just ultra picky. Yeah, I passed a lot of good deer. A lot of people were shot, but 
<clears throat> looking for Bo that, Winkle. That one forty plus class. And when, I've seen him, just not in bow range. When Brian started hunting, he hunted with Grady a little too much. And uh, Grady kind of influenced his decision. And uh, Brian, so Brian was super picky there for a long time. Still is. Still is, but he... Homer uh, Fudd last year. Then he was making a uh, couple bad decisions on shop placement. He didn't realize. For a couple years. Yeah, for a couple years he was making the wrong shots via hugging that shoulder too much. And, I mean, nothing against Brian. He's got a short draw length. You know, he's not really, he wasn't really pumping out a lot of FOC. Um, and he wasn't shooting a heavy weight or heavier weight. So, I mean, it was just hitting that shoulder and. Not getting any penetration? Yep. But so that was Grady's doe experience, which was awesome. I mean, it was we don't get to hunt together. I mean, he's my brother. We don't get to hunt together a whole lot. But um, just being there with him and sharing that experience and having Shep there was just icing on the cake. I mean, it was. I mean, Shep got to put his hands on a on a harvested animal, and um, <clears throat> we got to. Uh, so after that, so after that whole experience, I mean, me and Grady drug her up. I don't even want. I don't know what you want to call it. A mountain. I mean, anybody that knows south southeastern Ohio. I mean, we're hunting decently close to Wayne National Forest. I mean, it's deep. Some hills, some hills deep hollows, and that's what the the property we were hunting is our kind of our honey hole, and uh, it's twenty eight acres. In um, just outside of Athens, it's actually in um, Amesville, Ohio, and um, it's uh, uh, I don't even know what to say. Just it's just deep valleys and they're unforgiving. But you know, we drug that doe up and got her, got her the car, and we were talking that you know if one of us shoots one of them. You know that that deer's gonna go and um, do. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna take some um, ratchet straps off the tree, and uh, we're gonna um, put her on the hood of the Saturn. And uh, totally legal. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna display her for all to see, but uh, none of us wanted to walk back down the hill. And um, pull, a stand. pull a stand just to get some ratchet straps <laughs> off of it. But uh, you know it was it was cool. And then got back to the truck or the car, <coughs> and I shoot a recurve. You know, so my bow's sixty-four inches long. And there's three of us with bows and uh, arrows, all of our gear, and we got to put this deer in the in the trunk. So. Shep asked me before, you know, do you guys take Allen wrenches to the field with you, you know, just to check over all your bolts? And I said, no. <laughs> Why would you do that? And so we're talking, and I'm like, what am I going to do with my bow? And they're like, I was like, I, I can, I was like, I can break it down, but I don't have no Allen wrenches. And um, you have a serious 
Grady. Wolf spider problems. I know. And uh, Jesus. He um pulled out a bag of um pulled out of uh, out of his bag a set of Allen wrenches. So you know, being having a single string bow, I um um uh broke it down and uh put it on the uh in the back window and there she rode but uh so after that whole thing you know got back to Grady's house or we got back to the flying J dropped Grady off and then I ran to my house you know out of everything Grady had I would say the most important thing, but I had everything else. I had the garage. He had the garage and the deer. <laughs> the exact words were, Grady, you shouldn't go get your knives out of the basement. No, we're going to wait to see what Zach brings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because Brian beat me there. So I come home, and Shep was with me. And uh, so we jumped jump out of the car run in the house I grab uh I grab my grinder I grab my fillet knives I grab my gambrel and uh <clears throat> all the beer I had in my fridge which ended up being quite gone. a bit quite a bit and gone <laughs> we drank all the beer cut up the whole deer ground it and froze it everything right then and there and ate deer steaks that next day yeah I didn't know. Nope. Yeah, I didn't either. Nope. Nope. Yeah. Just could have came over. Yeah, we didn't get nothing out of it. We didn't even get an invite. Not a single one. <laughs> he, uh, he, he just left us out. Couldn't have even sacrificed the deer meat for tonight's lasagna that Bryce <coughs> is making. Could have. Had a lot of burger. I know you do. I've seen I it. I didn't think about it. Brian grounded. Grounded it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, uh, <coughs> when it comes to cutting up deer, we kind of have a, a system, you know, we just, done quick. yeah, we just, yeah, you guys cut and I watch, <laughs> Brian's the grind, we cut up everything and Brian, you know, throw it, get it all cleaned up and throw it in a, in a, a bowl and Brian grinds everything up and, uh, after thoroughly washing it twice, yes, yeah, we did, you know, a lot of people, some people will tell you, you know, oh, you're supposed to let your deer hang overnight, or at least overnight, or some people let them hang for four days. But, you know, we don't have that option. We all have full-time jobs. We can't, you know, we need to get that deer processed as soon as possible. You know, a lot of people say it's real gamey, but I've never had a problem with it when you do it that way. So, but uh, we're going to jump into, I guess, the next thing um predictions i think this season is gonna be uh i think it's gonna be pretty good i think so too Just considering first time i was out i've been, uh, been able to uh harvest that dough yep so that was and close. uh wasn't even in the stand for an hour well was it shooting <clears> light for even an hour yeah i was there in the stand hell so it felt like three hours before shooting. <laughs> so we got me there, got me out of bed with you early. Were yeah, you well, I, I had. 
Were you snoozing? Well, no. I had to get him out of bed early because the last time him and I were supposed to hunt get together, which was the weekend before, Here we go. had it all planned out. And I even texted him the night before and said some pretty not nice words and said, Hey, don't sleep in tomorrow. Do not bail on me with some other not so nice words in there. Save some drama for your mama. And he said, uh, he said, I won't with some other not nice words. So I get up, four o'clock in the morning. Sure called me. That right then. <clears throat> yeah, well, you know what? I'm not your mother. Again, save the drama for your mama. <laughs> so, uh, or your wife for that fat that matter. <laughs> so I get up, I drive to the Flying J. You know, me and him were supposed to meet at four thirty. Cool. And uh Um we were uh Supposed to meet there. I pull in a little early, get some gas in my car. Or actually, it was my truck. I was driving my truck at that time. Get gas in my truck. Get ready. I'm waiting. And I'm waiting. And I'm waiting. I texted him. No response. So I call him. I said, dude, where the hell are you at? And uh, he said some F-bombs. And said, God damn it, my alarm didn't go off. First, always blame the alarm. You can't blame yourself. <clears throat> it was, it was, I you, mean, it was you, myself. You have to blame the alarm. <coughs> because he said, I didn't set my alarm for the weekend. I had it set for the weekday. Monday through Friday Second, for work. Always blame <laughs> it that you didn't <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for like, oh, I set it for 4.30 p.m. or, you know, 4 p.m. Nope, I set it for during the week. So, um, we ended up not going out then. So we're going to go to the same farm. Well, hell, as much time as I was in the stand before I got light, we could have went to still went. No. Oh, yeah. You could have shoot the 705. I would have left the house at, you call me at 4.30. I would have been there by five. We yeah, dude, I woke you up. You were still in bed when I called you. My shoot was at the door. I would have just ran out the door of my door. I don't give a hell. <laughs> he don't even give a hell, Brian. <clears throat> I don't give a heck. But, uh, well, I mean, oh, granted, there was deer in that. Uh, I had pictures when I pulled the card. There was deer in there the day we were supposed to hunt. Of course there was. But like what's buck? it matter? You got to kill one later. Yeah, I'm still happy. Was so it, was it a buck or a doe? Was it, it, a it was all it was does, okay. and the, that four pointer. Oh yeah, I'll show you some trail camera pictures from it. But uh, I like the method of surprise. Hey Brian, how how how's your season went so far? It yes. sounds pretty good. Um, yeah, I put the camera out. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> camera didn't even take any pictures. <laughs> But you guys stuff eat your corn? Oh yeah, corn was gone. Big shout out to the camera for not operating. Um, brand new. No, it's probably the guy you let. I had that thing set up for you. Well, you know, Josh went through and reset it up. He said, oh, this is how I set mine up. I was like, oh, that's a surefire way. It's going to work. Wrong. Josh, who was actually supposed to be here tonight. Thanks, Josh. Thank you, so Josh. we're going to rip on him like he if he was here. Um, Josh is pretty blind, pretty deaf. Um, pretty 
but pretty young at the same time. And um, it's got one of the most impressive beer bellies I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he was messing with Brian's trail camera, and then it didn't work. So Brian hasn't been out at all this year. No, he has not. <clears throat> but we'll uh, we're gonna get him out probably within the next couple weekends. Uh, try to at least now that I'm on twelves. You know I'm. You know, between twelve, I've worked a fourteen yesterday. Worked a twelve today. You know we're we're busy as heck right now. But you know, I got a couple days off in November. Gonna go down to Athens County, same property, and a couple other ones we got down there. And um, hunt down there. We're gonna have a put, I'm gonna put on a big bow hunt with a few guys. We only had only had a select amount of uh, uh, you know. I only have a, a few spots that I can put people out, you know, per the landowner's um, consent. So you know, they he's he's cool with me bringing a, <clears throat> a certain amount of people. So you know, I, I handpicked some guys, some really good buddies of mine um, earlier in the season, and. Um, so, or before season, so we're gonna we're gonna do uh, we're gonna do a big bow hunt down there. But um, we're gonna talk about Monday. Um, <laughs> after so Monday was a cold front. Grady shot his deer Sunday. Oh god, yeah, it was fifty went from seventy <clears throat> as a seventy four as a high to, to not even sixty thirty. Like 35 degrees when I went to work or something like to that. To 55 yeah. as the high, so 20 degree temperature drop in yeah. one day. And Tuesday, it um frosted. Tuesday morning, it yeah. was frost on the ground. Well, that's a first frost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> but, uh, that little disease then should be... DHD, now. it'll yeah. kill it for the year, yeah. Which, Ohio, I'll get into my... Ohio, you know, you've heard a lot of EHD, you know, kind of the western Midwest states, Iowa, Missouri, Illinois, all that. Well, Ohio and Pennsylvania, just eastern Ohio and Pennsylvania just got hit like crazy. You know, I was talking to uh, my cousin Hannah's boyfriend, Tyler, the other day, asked him, you know, how EHD hit his farms. And he said on a on a farm that they would have three to four shooters every year that he hasn't had a buck in two months. Dalton said the same thing. He said they, uh, it's just, they, it's not there. They don't have the, the deer numbers. EHD's killed a lot. But, um, so Monday evening, I, I jump in the, jump in the tree and, um, you know, cold front moved in. I was super excited. And I had this, uh, right at last light, I had this 10-pointer walk in to my right. He skirted me. Um, I'm shooting a recurve. A lot of people, you know, said before, you know, you're you're putting yourself at a disadvantage. You're, you know, you're sh- blah, blah, blah. Traditional is bad, all this. Well, this deer, the way he came in, he skirted me. Plain as, like, it wasn't, I couldn't even shoot a compound where he skirted me at. So, he comes in from my right, kind of, I wouldn't say downwind, but he came from that, kind of that direction, and he walked upwind. So, as he was walking upwind, he would stop every once in a while and smell. And I'm like, what the heck is going on? Like, why does he keep smelling? I know he can't smell me. So, 
I'm watching him, and he's starting to come into where I'm at. And I made the decision right then, if this deer comes in, I'm shooting him. No doubt about it. He wasn't, I mean, not, by no means was he a monster, but he was definitely a good good buck with a recurve. Especially my first deer with a recurve. So he's acting like he's coming in, turns around and walks back into the thicket. Comes back a few minutes later, does the same thing, walks about the same spot, and he, he keeps sniffing. Then he turns and walks straight to another bedding area. And about this time, it's it's dark, like almost just about dark. Like I'm, I got maybe maybe five minutes of shooting light left. So I'm listening to this deer walk and walk and walk, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, it sounds like he something spooked him. And I'm like, great, what happened now? Well, I get to listening, and then he starts running again. Now this time I can hear two deer. So he's running, and all of a sudden I hear He's out there pushing the doe, you know. So it was, it was cool to hear. I mean, it was right at dark too. So it was like, oh man, why you gotta, why you gotta do that to me? But uh, that's pretty much it. And uh, but I think that's where we're gonna go ahead and wrap this podcast up. Um, just wanted to get Grady in here. Like I said, this is this was a super spur of the moment um, podcast. They came over for dinner, and um, we decided why not. So um, check us out at Blue Collar Sportsman Podcast on iTunes. Check us out on Instagram. Also check out Heartbeat Outdoors on Facebook, Instagram. Um, we're not on Twitter. Get a hold of us. A lot of our content is going to be a lot of Facebook or a lot of pictures, videos, all that. Um, you know, we're going to be putting out more hunts from the past, edited up hunts and stuff like that. So, um, thank you so much to my guests tonight, Brian and Grady, first timer. Not a problem. Um, thanks for coming, and uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. You know, good luck. If you guys are killing deer, please send the pictures to Heartbeat Outdoors, either Facebook or Instagram. Send them to us. We will post them on the page. And for everybody that sends us a harvest picture, we're going to send you guys a um, Heartbeat Outdoors decal. So uh, be safe and uh, aim small, miss small.